Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. 1232 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Some guests on the show, including our next one, will receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff. Oilers now sent you. Over the course of the last couple of years, uh, I've, I've probably seen Glenn Anderson in town 15 or 20 times at least. Uh, didn't know him well because I was way behind the scenes in the embryonic stages of uh, my career development as a broadcaster, one that my father said I would never achieve anything in. Uh, just joking, he only said that about half the time. Uh, long since past, may I add. But uh, I didn't know Glenn Anderson well, but we've got we've done some events here over the last couple of years, and he's always had a really interesting perspective on things, and I want to bring him on the show right now. Glenn, how are you doing? Awesome, Bob, and thank you for having me on, and thanks for the kind words, and um and hope things are well up there in Edmonton. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Glenn, there's uh, there's there's quite a bit of consternation right now, as you know. I mean, how many times have have you, I figure at least like I've seen you a bunch of times. You've been back to Edmonton quite a bit, doing uh, you know some events with uh, the fans and that sort of thing. Is this is this something you saw yourself doing maybe five or eight years ago, or is it just sort of come to fruition here over the last couple of years with Barry Stafford? Well, we were. Um looking at getting into something uh, a little more concrete and more um, consistent. And uh, hometown hockey and Rogers uh, were fortunate enough to uh, put that onto the table. And um, the way it played out was incredible because it uh, put me in a building uh, that I love to come to and watch some of the best hockey in the world. A couple, Two of the best players, that's for sure. And um and then also interact with the fans and uh, and show off uh, some of the accomplishments, mingle with the um, the kids a lot, and and put me into hometown hockey with Ron McLean and uh, and Tara. So uh, I think overall it's been great experience, and I hope to get back there again and do it again next year. All right, uh, hey, I got to ask you this: uh, you mentioned those top two guys, and, and they are spectacular players, aren't they? Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, just special to watch. I think um, every time they step onto the ice, you're kind of glued to them because they you don't know what they're going to do, but you know they're going to get a scoring chance. It seems like, you know, you look at great players and they position themselves into um, thinking three, four plays ahead of the game, and then all of a sudden they're in the right spot, and and the two of them are magnetic, uh, and the and the puck just draws to them. It's it's great to watch. 
so here, here's the thing. There, there are some people who are saying, well, why, you know, why can't the, when you have two guys like that, why can't they lead the team to the playoffs? And it's my belief, Glenn, and I know we've talked about this a bit. It's a little bit different that first of all, when you played, there was 21 teams. There's 31 teams now. There's 16 made it when you played. 16 make it now. Uh, but also scouting, and you, and you got to have support. And and on that note, when you played on those great Oiler teams, I know this sounds hard. To, I don't know if it's sacrilegious to say this, Glenn, but there were actually nights when Wayne Gretzky, he probably five nights a year, he was just okay. You know what I mean? But you guys had so many other. You had six six Hall of six Hall of Famers, Glenn. Right? You know what I'm saying? Well, we we were. I think we were really. Um, Spoiled, I guess you could say. We grew up together, um, those players. We were all teenagers when we broke in. And, uh, I mean, we became instant family. And our goals and our affirmations and the way we approached the game, the way we were taught by uh, Mr. Sather and Mr. Pockington, I mean, we had a, they had a five-year plan. And um, I think they accomplished that in, in the five years. And I think... Uh, Hats off to them to, you know, foreseeing that, but also you need the right characters in the room. And we definitely had a great mix. And um, it was, it was, we were lucky to uh, be brought onto a team at the same time and grow up together and become friends afterwards. Uh, so I think it, these guys are together over a period of time. I think they can learn the same things. Uh, but you do have to have the depth, don't you? You just you just can't rely on two guys. I mean, you know, by about nineteen, I guess by the eighty-one playoffs, you know, uh, Gary Curry was playing with Wayne, and you were playing with uh, Mark, and I think Maddie Hagman at that time. Uh, yeah, Maddie. And- Maddie was our centerman. Mark was. We're we're still feeling our uh, our way around, and in eighty-one, eighty-one, you want to hear a good story? Is I but I can't remember. Is, us being so young, um, Kirk Brackenberry circling Dennis Potman and going, I'm going to get you. <laughs> it, was like, it was right out of the movie Slapshot. And, you know, us kids on the bench, you know, banging our stick on the board saying, here we go, Oilers, here we go. <laughs> we were pretty young and immature at the time, so we had a little growing to do. Yeah, uh, do you remember going in uh, the 81 playoff series? I was 15, Glenn, when that happened. Just turned 15, and I remember Richard Seventy saying he was going to put Gretzky in his hip pocket, and you guys went in there. He went in there, and I think Wayne, Wayne had six assists in the first game, didn't he, or something like that? <laughs> well, wrong, wrong thing, wrong thing to say. He's such a great player, whether you're you're the opposing team or media or fan, because. Uh, professional athletes, they, they, when you start screaming at them or, or taunting them a little bit, they perform a hundred times better. And I remember going into opposing buildings and, you know, I was getting beer thrown at me and, uh, they're, you know, throwing things at you, yelling comments and everything. But that, you know, in, in a way that turned my game up. I love that. You were a money player. I mean, you seem to elevate your game come crunch time. Is there is there something intrinsic uh, with with that in terms of your personality that made you want to deliver in those situations? I think you're still the all-time leading Oilers uh, game-winning goal scorer in team history. Well, it, it's kind of funny. You don't, you know. I've been told uh, even going back to my amateur careers, 
we did these little shootout things back in college and um, juniors and, and then with the national team. And, and they said, you never, whenever you wanted to score and the pressure was on, uh, especially in practice when we're playing these showdowns because you have to wear that, you know, the golden ticket helmet for the rest of the week in practice or the purple helmet or, or something to embarrass you if you lost. Right. So um, I would be that guy, you know, getting in that line. <laughs> I just wanted to shoot more. <laughs> and I'd miss it to you, and then I'd go in. I didn't want to wear the helmet, but I went in at the uh, kind of at the end of sports. So looking back at it, I, I guess it, it stems from, you know, putting pressure onto myself back in the day um, as a teenager. Was there, we're joined by Glenn Anderson, of course, Hall of Famer, uh, has done a lot of work in Edmonton the last uh, couple of years with the Oilers alumni as well. Was there, Glenn, uh, of the five championship teams, I mean, everyone says, well, the first one's the best one. Which was the one that you weren't sure you were going to win? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you had a healthy amount of respect for all the teams you played in the Stanley Cup final or along the way, but was there one year, I mean, did 1990s surprise you because you didn't have Wayne, especially given what you had to come back against the Jets when you're down 3-1? to one? Or, you know, was it the first one because you weren't sure you could get past the Islanders? Like, was there at any stage, uh, you know, a, a sense like, I'm not sure we got we got the juice to get this thing done here? Well, we will endeavor to get Glenn back there. It sounds like we got a uh, drop. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers. Now, again, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. Uh, also, this fall, you can join New West Travel's Dennis Laliberti on an exclusive visit to Italy and Greece on a spectacular 16-day holiday. This trip includes stops in Rome, Florence, and Venice, and then board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including uh, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner in the gorgeous Santorini, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airpark. Uh, there's only a few seats left, so book now. Call New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Brandon, here, here's what we'll do. Don't worry about it. We had Glenn on. I think we get the gist of what he was saying. Um, they grew up together. It didn't happen overnight. They came in at the same time together. Thinks it's special to watch the current players. Obviously enjoys coming back to town as well. We'll get Glenn on at another time, maybe when he's in town in person, because I think he's coming back once more this year. Should we get? Should we open up the phone lines? Do you want to do that? Well, Let's get to it. You're shrugging your shoulders, so well, uh, we're know. gonna face the music now. We're at 105, so <laughs> let's just let's get after it. We'll get to some text. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline again. That number seven eight. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 0-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630. We'll drop the puck when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 1245 in Edmonton. This text comes in from Epstein's mother. Bob, how come we don't hear from Daily Doug anymore? I have a, did we not establish this a while back that uh, Daily Doug reached out to us right after the Edmonton Oilers won the lottery? which was April 18th, 2015, and won the Connor McDavid lottery uh, on the Monday show after and said, watch, this will mean that Taylor Hall gets moved at some point over the next couple seasons. And I was like, come on. He said, if he does, I'm not calling your show anymore. 780-496-0063. Some might say that's a good thing. Ah, wow, lots of text to get to. Uh, lots of texts and lots of calls. I guess, you know what? I just, I want to move back to the first block of uh, texts that we received. Wow. No, we need to go up, back up here. Sorry, this is called editing on the fly. Um, this text comes in saying, Bob, want to thank you for playing the intro from Canada's greatest rock and roll band, even though I know you don't agree. That one comes to us from B. So he's obviously a fan of Rush. Uh, this text comes to us from Salmon Arm, British Columbia, from Howie. Hey, Bob, a text in support of Miko Koskinen. He's played 24 or 25. This is unconscionable. Koskinen is overplayed and burnt out. What is wrong with Hitchcock uh, mistreating his goalie? How long has Stoller's been hurt? Um, is it time for Nicholson to step in and bring up a goalie? Bob, you are throwing Koskinen under the bus like everybody else. Give the poor guy a rest, a little bit of support. I think if you've listened to the show, you know I haven't called uh, throwing Miko Koskinen under the bus. Gave up a bad second goal. There's been a lot of those over the last several games. I think he's fatigued. I said that, and I referenced the fact that Specter reported yesterday that Stollers um, may have had a lower body tweak, which played a factor. I also have repeatedly stated how hard Miko Koskinen works in practice. Uh, he worked on his puck handling and on his angles early in the year. Okay, there we go. Let's go to Rob. He's in Calgary on line number two. Rob, how you doing? Hey, not bad, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Now, are you an Oilers fan or a Flames fan? I'm a Flames fan, but I'm a hockey fan too. Okay, and uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah, I know. In there, but, yep. but anyways, I just like I said to Brandon, I I really feel for McDavid, man. Like and even Drysaddle. I mean, every time I look at the scores, them two, right? You know. But uh, I'll tell you right now, you better get your poop together because. I, I, with McDavid saying what he said, I think he, you know, he's got to... Well, what's he going to... Okay, so no question, he showed frustration. I'm not surprised yeah. he showed frustration. Uh, what do you want him to say? Ah, oh, it's no big deal, we missed the playoffs? No, like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, he's getting frustrated, right? So, he, you know, he, 
you know. But anyways, on the on the bright side, Mario Lemieux went four years when he first came in without getting to the playoffs. So, you know. And you know what else? They made the playoffs in his fifth year, and then they missed the playoffs in his sixth with two of the top yeah. five scorers in the league with him and Paul Coffey. Uh, that was the last team to have two 100-point scores and not make the uh, NHL playoffs. Yeah, and, uh, that's, that, that, that's the glass half full. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. Hey, Rob, fair comment, the glass half full. Like, look, I thought Calgary was going to be better. I didn't think they'd be this good. Um, yeah. You know, so I'll give the Flames some credit. They've also made some... Uh, they made a very subtle. All right, so they signed Luke Phillip, who we talked about all year. Well, last night, yeah. uh, Noah Phillip, uh, Luke's six foot three right shot center brother, who's a twenty year old. Uh, they signed for their farm team for the rest of the season. Like there's a there there's a guy that could be a useful forward pickup. For now, I think he'll probably still go to school. But the Flames, it's tough to argue with what Calgary's done, and there's no question that Bill Peters knew the guys that he got from Carolina well. Uh, I, I had somebody that follows the Flames the other day tell me that Derek Ryan has put in an unbelievable position on a nightly basis by Pill Peters, and he actually plays too much. I don't know if that's true or not. All I'm going to tell you is that the Calgary Flames have got a four-line deep hockey team, but there's one question mark come playoff time, and you know what that is. Will the goal, goal will the goaltending? And, and for Edmonton... Koska didn't have to play a bunch down the stretch. They chased hard. They didn't get it done. And, hey, your comments about McDavid, I'm I'm hearing that every second on Twitter, Rob. So I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rob. Take care. Thank you. Yep, and I appreciate that he was honest and he said he was a Flames fan in, Cal- in Calgary. Jeez, we must have some reach in Calgary. Jed wants to join us on line number two. Jed, how you doing? Hey, Bobby. Hey. Okay, here's your Canuck fan. I'm curious. I'm going down Saturday night. You're a Canucks fan? Uh, You want to bet I am. Okay. And I'm going down Saturday night. I've got tickets 18 rows behind the Oilers net in Section 219. And I want to see what's going to happen. Like last year, you had your Canucks or your uh, Flames and your Oilers fairly dead even. Now you got one that's taken off on the other one. I want to see if the Oilers are going to come and show what they got on Saturday night. Or are they going to fold and get their asses, you know what? All right, Jed. Take care. You got it. Yeah, Canucks have, i, I got to say, I think Vancouver, given the, the, the challenges and the makeup of their roster and where they're at, like this is a disappointing year in Edmonton, no question. Vancouver, I think that team's performed to about as close to as high of a level as it could have. Let's go to Rob, who's calling us from Clinton, British Columbia. Where's that, Rob? Uh, it's pretty close to Williams Lake. Okay. Uh, a few hours out of Vancouver. Yeah, I, uh, I've been an Oilers fan ever since uh, Gretzky joined the Oilers in in '79, and I'm pretty frustrated with the with what's gone on the last year. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things I'd like to say, but to keep it short, I just I, my biggest concern is is trading a. a a forward or some of their prospects to try and get a, another defenseman. I believe that uh, Bouchard, Ethan Bear, Jones, Samarukov, these guys, uh, these guys have the pe- potential to provide the Oilers with everything they could ever need and more uh, within the next year or two. I think they just have to have patience. How far is Clinton from uh, Wells, British Columbia? Oh, well, from 
from from Wells? Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I thought Wells wasn't Wells like a straight hour, uh, straight hour east from uh, Williams Lake, or am I confused? I, th- I thought it was. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I haven't been there in 20 years. I know years. BC pretty well, and the Wells is the one town that I'm just not quite sure well, of. Well, there's nothing going on there, right? That's where. Oh Bar- yeah. That's where Barkerville used to be. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we worked there back in uh, 1991. Peter Klima scored the uh, game winner. Hey, Rob, thanks for the call, man. We hear you, okay? So you're saying be patient with the prospects. That oh, was- yeah. They're, they're loaded. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. 780-496-0063. I, I think the Oilers need to change the dynamic out of the defense. I think they need to have NHL forwards, support forwards, which means they have to shop well into free agency to get some of those guys. Obviously, they're going to need a good backup as well. You can text us your solutions or call us at 780-496-0063 on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Brad on line number two. Brad, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead, okay. Brad. Yeah. So I'm wondering about uh, what, what do you think the market would be to trade Russell just to dump the salary with no, you know, not asking for anything back but not wanting to retain anything. Is there a market for that with his uh, I actually... To be honest with you, I think Russell can play as a four-five defenseman. The, the 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 price point, obviously, at four million bucks, is a concern to some. Um, to me, you know, I, I think that he looks on a nightly like we're twenty-two games in. Andre Sekra coming back, and I I'm a little concerned about the lack of explosion. And why would why would we not be surprised by that? I mean, the guy tore his ACL and then he tore his Achilles. Uh, so I don't. I, to, to answer your question about Russell, I don't know what kind of market there would be out there. I mean, do you think it's reasonable to think that he could be traded? You know, just in terms of like Horkoff was. You know, just to kind of get rid of the salary and not. Uh, you, you know what? I mean, I, I could see basically all, but I mean, sure, there could be lots of movement. There's good. Okay. Look, we're, so put it this way. I, put, what I will say, Brad, is it's my prediction that of the, the top six defense that have played the last 22 games now together, now, which, by the way, the Oilers are 10-7-5, and five, which yep. is not a good enough record to make the playoffs. Well, uh, it's close, but I, yeah, my but, suggestion is yesterday or two days ago you had the Vegas guy on, and he said that he thought Colin Miller could be available. What do you think the cost would be for him? Not significant. Right, so if you could trade off Russell I and think, acquire Miller in separate I, trades. I think the hope would be to get a higher ceiling player than that. Well, but then the, 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 the cost for dollars and fair, players fair, is too fair, high, and you've got Bouchard coming. Fair, right? Brad, fair and, comment. And See, then what's the cost for Pajot? Okay, I've talked to Pierre Dorian over the years. Yeah. Uh I think he's as close to it as a, I mean, obviously Brady Kachuk's an untouchable for Ottawa. Yeah. Um, you know, the two defensemen they got, Shabbat and uh, Brandstrom, are untouchables for Ottawa at this stage. Um, my guess is of the veteran players in Ottawa, Pajot would be the one guy that they'd have absolutely no interest in. Trade. He's, an, he's a, a terrific competitive player that's excellent in the playoffs. I know he's in the last year of his deal. I think he's underpaid because he's about a 57% right shot face-off guy. That's a really good. He's exactly what the Edmonton Oilers need. Yeah. So, but, I, I but there was never an opportunity. You know what? Pete Chiarelli never. There was a poor man's version of that available, and the Oilers never, for whatever reason, the Oilers had people either Chiarelli or 
some other people that would would assist on the pro side that didn't place value. And that guy's guy's down. And don't get me wrong. Pajot's a better player than Ryan. Right? He's a better player than Ryan. But they weren't getting Pajot out of Ottawa. And Pierre Dorian told me that for the last three years. Okay. Well, I just want to say, Bob, I I feel like uh, if you look at it kind of, you know, 100 feet up, you, you see that with, you know, with Sinsecker's back and Clefbaum's back, with Hitchcock, they're, you know, four or five games over 500, uh, going back before Clefbaum's injury. And that the, the, if you look at their, I think they're ninth or tenth in the power play, yep. around 20th, five on five, but they're 30th on the penalty kill. And so yep. the obvious thing here is that you, you talk about, you know, he would be, he would be the guy you're saying, you need, Brad, you need the, a guy who can win a flip and face off. Brad, penalty Brad, if they could get one guy, to assist their penalty kill the most, it would be Jean Gabriel Pajot. Right. So I, I, I agree with you. They're not exactly. getting him out of Ottawa. I've... Okay, it doesn't have to be him, but that's what. Pro well, there is there, there there is a way they could get him. Well, there's okay. a way they could get him, but well, it, I don't want to give up too much for him. Right, you know, and I, that's. I was hoping maybe they'd give him away like they did other players because of money. No, no, he's also an Ottawa guy. Yeah. Right, and uh, so I hear okay. you. Thanks, Brad. Question, Bob. What about Brandon Peary? Well, I I suggested to people in our organization we signed him two years ago, and was was and was just a lot further ahead. Thanks, Thanks. Brad. Uh, I mean, who Brandon Peary can score, and even what he did with Rangers for the first half of the year, the year before that, his you know they're going to have to add a couple guys in that. They're going to have to hit like they, you know, think about what happened here. Scotty Upshaw got hurt on a PTO. Chase on, uh, was available for a PTO. He came in later. Like, Upshaw got hurt before he ever officially went on the PTO. Chase on's now scored 21 goals, and the Oilers are thinking of resigning him. They need to find two more Chase on type players for next season just to make it work cap wise. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More calls coming down the pipe at 105. Lots of texts as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.